Hey, this is Lori from Hike, bringing you voices from on the trail. So today, I'm actually coming to you from on the road. One of my favorite things, or I guess two of my favorite things of being on the road are the sunrises and the sunsets, and seeing them against all the varying terrain when you're on an epic road trip. Another cool thing is just being able to make your own route and figure it out as you go along. I kind of think of that as also being similar to when you're route finding on a trail. And it's perfect that today's On the Trail segment features a new trail put together by Carmen and Joel. It's called the Wild West Trail. So let's take a listen to them talk about what this trail is, what it was like to hike it, and how you can learn more. So welcome. So I'm here with Carmen and Joel. Can you guys uh, introduce yourselves and kind of just give us a little background of who you are? Yeah, why don't you go first? Uh, sure, sure. My name's Carmen. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. I li- lived out in Austin, Texas, uh, and then we planned out this hike. And, and so I've been hiking for a couple of years now and now I live out in Boise awesome. and uh, I'm Joel uh, me and Carmen kind of planned and created this Wild West Trail hike that we did out here in the Western United States and uh, you know we both live in Boise now or we're doing a lot of outdoor stuff full-time and uh, we're just really happy to be able to, to talk about it I know so I was really excited to learn more about this Wild West Trail and so for the listeners kind of can you give an overview of like, what is the trail? Where does it start? Mm-hmm. I know you have some great, like, kind of mileage compilations of all of the different trails that kind of you, you brought together, right? So mm-hmm. just uh, let's, let's get an overview. Yeah, so uh, we, we did this, uh, what it's called the Wild West Trail. Uh, and it's about 2300 miles long. It takes place uh, mostly in Idaho. Uh, but also a big chunk of Montana, a big chunk of Wyoming, and, and uh, it actually starts in Nevada. And so it's, it's a beautiful hike. And walk. the reason we made it was because we wanted to connect the largest wilderness areas in the continental United States uh, and create uh, a wilderness experience that you could do in a season, but it would definitely take the whole season to do and just have full immersion in this, uh, in really what is the world's largest intact temperate ecosystem. Uh, and it's a very special thing that we have here in North America. And it's it's really a magical place to spend an entire summer. And we just we just want to encourage anyone who can get out there and see the wild interior uh, of our country because it's it's insane. It's vast. It's it's beautiful. So you started it's uh, you said in Nevada, right? Yes. And then it goes to into Wyoming. Is that the kind of mm. traverse of it? Yeah. Well, eventually, yeah. So it starts out in uh, in, in a place called Jarbidge, Nevada. Uh, okay. It's Jarbidge, not Bridge, uh, which we always <laughs> confuse. We didn't even figure that out. I think till the end. But uh, uh, basically, it goes through the mountains and then it goes down into the Oahe Desert. Okay. Uh, for about for about a hundred miles, and then you get up through there, and you eventually make your way through the Sawtooth Mountains. And that's in Idaho. Yeah. So, so now, so now we're in Idaho. We right. crossed the border. Mm-hmm. You cross the border thirty miles in. Uh, from Nevada. So you're only in Nevada for about 30 miles. So why, why did you pick that place to start? Oh, so that area of Idaho is probably the most remote 
I keep on, I'm going to use this expression a lot, the most, the biggest in the lower 48. And I say this just to be accurate because Alaska, of course, kind of blows away yeah. all the stats that you can have with hiking. Uh, but, so I'll, I'll say that a lot. But uh, so Jarvage, Nevada is the only town in the southwest corner of Idaho. There's nothing else out there. The Air Force does their military okay. testing because nobody lives there. And so if you want to start the Idaho Centennial Trail, the official trail start is on the border of Nevada, which is a signpost in the middle of nowhere. So people don't really so, start there. Yeah, well, like, that's where a lot of people a lot of people start there. They have to get driven out yeah. to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And there's nothing going on. It's, it's, a, it's a pain in the butt to get out there. So we were looking at the maps, and, you know, it only adds 30 miles. To, if you start in a town of Jarbage, which you can drive into, uh, and then um, there's a beautiful mountain range, and there's, the Jarbage Wilderness has the most pristine water in the continental United States. It's beautiful. There's red band rainbow trout that live there. Uh, and so it's a gorgeous mountain range and canyon to, to start in. And it really kind of, it just, it was, it was just a perfect place for a launching point to see this part of the country. Yeah. And at, at this point, um, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into because I really hadn't, I really didn't have much hiking experience at the time. And, and, you know, kind of going through garbage in the beginning was, it was rough going for me. I mean, it's completely gorgeous out there, but the beginning of this hike was pretty tough. Um, but uh, I mean, along the way, I got to see some just incredible stuff. I mean, I, I never thought, I mean, I ultimately moved out to Idaho afterwards. Um, but I, I mean, it was, it was definitely, uh, it's definitely a unique challenge because, you know, later on we, we had gotten the hike, you know, in Montana and, and right. Wyoming. Right. And uh, so it was a much different experience, you know, for me as a first time hiker to be thrown into, you know, the wilderness of sort of Idaho was definitely, um, you know, kind of interesting. So did Joel just sell it to you? Was that it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. I, I did tell Carmen, I'm like, it's the largest, yeah. most remote place in the country. It, it You'll sounds do fine. romantic. You'll but, do fine. Yeah. Well, and so, and so that was sort of the thing was, you know, we, we were living together out in Austin with another, with yeah. another one of our buddies. And we, we, were, we were planning to do this Idaho Centennial Trail, you know, about a thousand yes. miles through Idaho. And, you know, then we're starting to look at pictures of like Glacier and the Tetons. And I'm like, you know, why don't we, you know, that'll add 30 days. That'll add 30 days. Why not? Now, I, I had no idea really what I was getting. Myself. You had a better idea of what you were getting into. I knew what I was getting um, into. But um, it was, you know, it ultimately lasted four months. And uh, about halfway through that, I started to kind of figure it out. So did you, so you did it um, at that point and then, or did you get off trail at all for a while? Yeah. So, so I was able to, to hike the whole thing. And let me just, the, so Idaho, there are, there, the trails disappear once you hit the Sawtooth Mountains, mm -hmm. and there's really no trail until you hit Clark Fork, which is up in the Panhandle. So you have close to 700 miles of hiking with very little trail signs, almost no trail towns, uh, and it's really hard. It, you, need to, you need to understand how to find trails. There's bushwhacking for days. I mean, we're crawling through the underbrush just to make it north through Idaho. And then it, this is there's the, the Salmon River Canyon is in the middle of Idaho and it's deeper than the Grand Canyon. So you have to hike into that and up it with basically no trail. There's bushes and trees growing in your way. And, and when you get to the top of these hills, it's not like in most places you can see a road or you see a cell phone tower. There's you don't see anything. You can look in every single direction and just have absolute blackness. You are out there so how long so this like is, between days yeah. was it for resupplying things like how were you managing logistics yeah. 
seven days was on average, but there was one church where I did 11 days. And so uh, in the wilderness, in the Frank and uh, actually in the Selway too, there's ranches where you can actually, they actually have airdrops. So there's, there's like, there's like a couple, like in, in our case, there's like, there's like two people that lived out there just for the summertime and they got the mail delivered once a week. And so we were able to actually use their homestead um, as a, as a point, you know, very lovely people, yeah. uh, very nice to us, but you know, it's their house, it's their private property. It's in the middle of nowhere. That's where they want to live. Uh, so those are the people that we actually relied upon for these airdrops. And what year did you do this? 2018. 2018. 2018. Okay. And, and it's, it's really um, through like, unlike any other, I mean, you know, even just the Idaho Centennial Trail. I mean, you really don't see people. Yeah. You're not you're not running into people. I mean, it, I don't think you're ever running into other hikers. Maybe you see a hunter. Yeah, I saw outfitters or something, a fisherman. Um, so it, it was. It's definitely you know a remote wilderness experience. Um, what and it's interesting. So so I I hiked the whole thing, and Carmen's never even been camping before. So I throw him into this. This is kind of the the background for Carmen's first ever hike. <laughs> like I'm talking like ever hike. Like, he doesn't do day hikes. This is, he's, he's never been yeah, hiking. I was, not, I was, I was, I was bartending. I was drinking a lot of beer. I was not in good shape. I was not in good shape. So he, Carmen made it from Jarvis, Nevada all the way through the sawtooth, which was crazy because we hit it and peaked him out. So we're going over these river crosses. He, he breaks both his trekking poles. I bought carbon fiber trekking poles. <laughs> I didn't know any better. So I thought it was going to be lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. It was lightweight and just, fragile and it just they would snap so you learn these things as you go you know and um yeah so yeah it's so we make it all the way a car makes it all the way to the salmon river in um no you cross the salmon. yeah, yeah, crosses yeah. The, it's, this we, canyon's we, deeper than the grand canyon he gets across this this fist and he makes it all the way to the magruder corridor which is the only dirt road separating the selway river from the frank and it was i mean that's 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 how far carmen made it through idaho <laughs> yeah which is more than the majority yeah. of people have ever. And then honestly, at that point, I was honestly pretty hurt. At, you know, my, yeah. my ankle was pretty Beat swollen up. at this point. And uh, I hitchhiked up to Missoula and I kind of rested up in Missoula. I got up to Glacier National Park and I, I hiked that park as I got better. And I waited for Joel to meet me in Glacier. Oh, so you got ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. took a shortcut. I took a <laughs> shortcut. Kind of yeah. Took, yeah, the shortcut. So, so what made you kind of decide the end of it? Because I, I love um, kind of the end goes what through... Um, it goes across through Montana, right? And then into Wyoming and like through like parts of where Yellowstone and the Tetons are. Yep. Yeah. Yellowstone, Teton area. It's, you thought, we thought it was a perfect place to end it. Uh, one, it's the headwaters of the, of the Snake River uh, or yeah, the Snake River. Mm -hmm. And so we're following the headwaters of the Snake River drainage, which I believe is the third largest drainage for the Columbia River. It's up there in some of one of the largest water sources for the Western United States. So we're kind of following those headwaters the entire time. And so they actually comes from the Tetons. So we, we start at the headwaters and we end in the headwaters. Uh, and then also that part of the country is, is just beautiful. You get a hike through the back country of Yellowstone, which nobody does. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the ending up in the Tetons, we, we do the, the full Teton crest trail, which actually half of it is actually in with the national uh, forest. So it's not even right. We, we restarted. Only, yeah. Only the last two days are actually in the national park. Okay. But the, the Tetons really were incredible. And that's where we got our highest elevation of the entire hike. We did, uh, was it, it was like table rock or something. Yeah. Like, table rock. 11,000 feet. Something yeah, like that. Broke, yeah. The maps at 12,000, but the GPS. It's not 12, and so, and so we literally got, you know, we got to finish the trail on a high point. Um, 
which was kind of nice. And it was, I, I'm scared of heights. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever been on top of a mountain. I never really had. And, you know, just to kind of look around. And we have it on the video. If you watch some of the YouTube stuff, we, we, we did kind of capture it. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it is just so nuts to be up there. Uh, and it's truly an amazing, it's, it's just an amazing thing. And so did you document the entire journey then? We did, yeah, in 4K. Okay. We, 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 we had a lot of hopes in the beginning. I didn't know, you know, I, I had a drone with me. I had all this okay. stuff, batteries. You ended up carrying the, some of the camera equipment the entire way. Yeah, I, I had 13 pounds of, of camera equipment uh, in order to make it possible. Most of that was batteries and solar panels because I was going so long between so when I resupplied, it's not like there was electricity. So mm -hmm. I think I went almost 30 days without plugging anything in. So um, you're using solar power mm -hmm. to keep you charged. So in that, did you put, you said, you mentioned YouTube. So you put some, do you have like a long video out there? Is there short videos? What What's out there documenting the- We put it out pretty much. Uh, so the Wild West Trail, uh, we have it as like a mini series. It's set okay. up as a playlist. And it has, they're basically 30 minute episodes. I think there's like seven, 16 or 17 of them. Okay. Uh, and then, and then since then we've made a bunch of other like hiking videos, fishing videos, stuff like that. We've kind of, we're kind of branching into, see, I, I kind of realized like hiking is great, but there's a lot, there's a lot of other things to do out, outdoors as well. Yes. Uh, and so hiking kind of was like the first thing that kind of got me into now I'm really, now I got a mountain bike and uh, you know, there's other ways to enjoy the outdoors as well, but definitely hiking is a central part of that. So now that you've put together the actual trail, um, has anyone else gone and, and done it? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so since we hiked the Idaho Centennial Trail in 2018, uh, there's only been two other people that have successfully completed it. And there, there's, been, there's been quite a few people. So we sell that trail map as well because we're the only people mm -hmm. that actually recorded it. The last one that was recorded was back in 1990, 1992. And, the, you know, everything completely changes in Idaho. Earthquakes, avalanches, fires. So, you know, 10 years old, and any map in Idaho actually isn't good anymore. So we're so by selling the Idaho Centennial Trail, we always try to convince people to do the WWT. But, I mean, we're having a hard time having people actually complete the ICT. Uh, most people that buy the map from us, you know, we only sell 10 or 12 a year. Of those, maybe one will finish it. So... I want, I hope somebody does. The yeah, I mean, that, that's our hope. I mean, yeah. We, you know, we, we know it'll happen one day. I hope uh, so. You know, yeah. we hope to have it happen when somebody does the trail. But uh, it's just really, really but, hard. But I think part of it too is just to inspire people that, well, first of all, they should get outside, but they can make their own trail. I mean, you don't have to follow yes. one of the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail. You know, and those things are getting crowded and I'm sure they're, they're really nice. Maybe I, I think I will do it at one point. But you, you can go, you can walk outside. You know, you can make your own path. and. And that's kind of, I think, part of it. We want to inspire people to do it. And I'll say this, you know, hiking, this hike changed my life. I mean, it, it changed me physically, emotionally, spiritually. I grew after I did this. And I'm not the same person that I was, for better or worse. I, I like to think for better. But I, I, I think that if you can do something like this, it doesn't have to be four months or a month. But if you can do something big like this, um, you'll come out of it a, a different person. So I think you... Uh... So Carmen, we're kind of lucky in the sense you had someone who had probably, did you have more experience on, yeah. on hiking or in hiking? So, um, so obviously these are challenging, you know, routes, right? Like, you know, someone has to understand how to use a map and like you were mentioning, there might be bushwhacking. So what are some, you know, things that you would tell listeners out there if they're interested, how, 
how would you prepare them? What kinds of things would you tell them to, to really be able to do this in training? Well, I would definitely say, you know, exercise and condition. I didn't do that. And, you know, the, I think the reason I really ultimately injured myself is because I wasn't in good shape. I was all of a sudden stressing my body. I, I lost about 30 pounds in the first 30 days. I mean, you know, and, and, and um, so definitely get in good shape, uh, you know, like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure something like that. I think that, that, that was the piece of advice that I really should not have neglected, yeah. uh, which it seems obvious, but you know, I just kept putting it off and I just never got in shape and it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So definitely th- that. And I think for me, uh, definitely have aluminum trekking poles. Don't do not buy carbon, carbon fiber, fiber trekking poles. No carbon fiber. That would have that, that those two things I think were, were huge. And, and also ultimately, you know, weight, you know, every pound on your back is so precious. And I did not understand, like, I couldn't let go of things, you know, it took me a 1000 miles really before I figured out a lot of stuff. And if, if only I could just go back and just smack myself and be like, look, here, take a have a shakedown. You don't need any of this stuff, you know. So I think you're just you were an example, right? Like, that's what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> That was, and I think that was part of it too, because it was like, look, look, you know, we have Joel here and, and yeah. he was definitely um, accomplished in, in hiking season, but it's like, if I, if I could have done it, you know, if I could do something like that, then literally anybody can do it right. because you could not have been more ill prepared than I was. Right. I mean, and I think that was part of the, what we wanted to bring out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, this, this trail can be hiked by anybody yeah. and uh, it can be done. And, it's and a lot of fun. we also pushed ourselves. I think if, you know, we were trying to do too many miles a day. Had we been doing, you know, five or 10 miles a day oh, yeah. or 12, that, that would have been yeah. fine. You know, we were trying to push it past 20 mm-hmm. and, and we ultimately did. But, yeah. but um, you know, if you're not on a tight schedule, we were trying to cram all of it into just a, a very short right. season. We're, we're trying to get to the Tetons before they froze up, which okay. happened so, earlier. So, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about timing. When is the right time to do this type of hike when you consider uh, snowpack and all of that? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, if you want to do the whole WWT, uh, don't pack 13 pounds of camera equipment mm. and go a little bit ultralight, and uh, you'll be able to start, like, June 15th. And by June 15th, by the time you get to Ross Peak, which is the first mountain in the Sawtooth, which will have snow on it. It has snow all year. Uh, but uh, by June 15th, you'll hit it. Peak melt ends around the first week of June. And so once peak melt is done, then you can cross these streams a lot safer than we did. And uh, so start start – you know, you do have to be concerned about fire season. So that's another reason why we started so early because everything burns, especially Idaho and Montana. So if you wait too long and you end up trying to crunch the last three to 500 miles in during August, um, yeah, you might be able to put in 30 mile days, but the fires will close, you know, 200 miles of trail for you. So that, that's another reason why we did such an early start. I didn't want to miss any miles because of fire. and We still missed I think we had to reroute the trail by 20 or 30 miles just outside of Yellowstone. But that was the only reroute we had to do. Uh, and we got really lucky. In, yeah. in that, we, in that we, at one point we got, I mean, I had never really grown up around wildfire or anything. You know, it's a kind of amazing when you're, when you're nearby. I mean, it looks like it's twilight. It looks like it's seven, eight o'clock at night, but it's noon, you know, with the way the color is. And then, and then we had like, it looked like it was snow, but it was just ash coming down. So we, yep. we got, we did get pretty close at a couple of times. We got pretty close because we were kind of remote and I didn't want to check the fire reports because I, I, I thought we would be good. So how about, <laughs> I don't is, recommend is that. this all kind of backcountry and trail or is there some kind of road walks that you have to, or fire roads well, as well? Yeah, there's, 
Yeah, there, there's some roadblocks. Uh, you know, you can get you to town, especially in Montana. We we basically follow the CDT through Montana, okay. uh, so there, there's a lot of roadblocks there. Yeah, and once you get to Glacier, I mean, Glacier National Park was like it's like the the Disneyland of hiking. Uh, you know, and I really came to appreciate it after. I didn't know what hiking was. I thought hiking was this crazy bushwhacking stuff, and it can be that, but it's usually not that. And yeah. so my experience was so twisted in the beginning. I got to Glacier. And it was incredible. I mean, there was, first of all, there was people. And I, and I was happy to be around people. But the trails were just so well-maintained. The scenery was so amazing. And I kind of just took, took it easy. I did, like, day hikes, mile, one mile here, a couple, just until I can get my foot back. And then, yeah. and then we ended up meeting up, uh, up at Kintla Lake. Mm. Uh, and um, we just finished the trail pretty much from there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but there are some really rewarding parts. The rewarding parts come in the second half pretty much. Uh, but but there are there are some I would call easy I mean easy walks yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great hike it, yeah everyone can do it and this sounds like this is also a trail that you could section hike I mean you could do it section by section um, oh yeah maybe the Idaho the Centennial Trail is a little tougher with the mm-hmm. section hike but it sounds like oh, you know so. you've got the CDT you've got um, some things you know down in in uh, what Wyoming mm-hmm. right so if you're yeah. just trying to cherry pick. Maybe a few to, to, there's, there's to try some, it out. Yeah, yeah. If you want to cherry pick part of the hike, you should because yeah. you can skip a lot of the, the stuff that's really not worth hiking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somebody actually did just uh, section hike the Oahe Desert section of the Idaho Centennial. Yeah. Okay. I think he just posted some videos out yeah. recently. Which I was surprised. I, I'm surprised someone wanted to section hike that part but, because it was so flat. But, but so it, it, was nice. it. it was yeah. nice. It was nice. The desert was nice. Yeah. So what kind of resources do you have out there? Um, tell me more about your website. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, we got trail maps. So the way we make our trail maps, because we, we got so disappointed that these trail maps aren't accurate. If mm-hmm. you're walking out there, and, and when there's a defined trail, it's totally fine that they're not accurate. But if there's no defined trail, we find ourselves on the wrong side of a tributary in Idaho like countless times. So we just got upset with that, and we said, well, we're going to map the whole thing, have it the most accurate possible. In order for, to do that, I had to keep a cell phone on at all times during the day. So I had to keep it charged, and keep, that's part of the battery weight that I had because I, I wanted to make sure every single step was was counted. And we found so many errors um, in the government maps. They, the, well, one, the topo maps aren't even that accurate, which is crazy to think about. Uh, so so we saw all of the maps that we saw are about that accurate. And we sell Idaho Centennial Trail Maps. If you guys want to hike the ICT, go to our website. Uh, and then we have a Wild West Trail, um, you know, the whole, the whole map that's for sale. And yeah, basically, we have a bunch of other hikes that we've kind of created out here in Idaho. Yeah. And um, we were trying to build like an outdoor lifestyle brand, but also just like a, just, just, just a lifestyle in general. We want to kind of inspire people to get outside and, and just live a healthy life, live a healthy life. And that really does include being around nature. Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw you have a lot of things like blog posts that are just about just hiking tips and things in general right. and just all all about kind of getting and outdoors. Other, and that reminds me, you know, I when I went into this hike, I had psoriasis, which is like a, a dry skin condition. And I it was getting worse over the course of years. And within about one or two weeks of this hike, it was 100% gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, my psoriasis cured. I mean, I was in the healthiest shape of my life. And it was like, I, I, I realized then that if I do this, I'll, I will live longer. And I will, you know, I'll have a fuller, longer life. And so that, that's what was so, you know, and I want to, we want to share that with people, you know? So what are ways yep. that people can connect and going to learn more and, and also support the trail? 
Yeah, so I mean, like you mentioned, we have a great blog. If you want to subscribe, yeah. get every time we post a blog, we'll send you an email. Uh, and we let you know a blog's posted. That that's cool. But we always like getting subscribers. Yeah, definitely. We're de we're trying to grow the YouTube channel. The subscribers okay. are really important. You know, I'm sure you know. You know, like share, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah, like, our, our YouTube channel. We're trying to put out a new video every week. So okay. that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a link to the YouTube and uh, make sure I watch them and uh, and learn oh, more yeah. too. So, <laughs> what was your favorite memory of the trail? For both of you. Favorite memory. Yeah. Well, I got charged by a black bear. I think that's my favorite memory. Yeah. Not when it happened, but it, that's the, it's the thing I think about the most. Yeah. So there is some yeah. wildlife you have to contend with, right? Yep. Moose and bear and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, you know, I met some really wonderful people. Um, I mean, just human beings that just, just were great. Um, yeah, you know, aside from all the great, you know, stuff you see, because you see a valley and you start seeing so many valleys and uh, you're like, right, they, they almost start looking the same. Um, but actually, I do remember there was that valley in Yellowstone that was incredible. Yeah. And then what was it? The, 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 the Absorca the, the Wilderness? The Absorca Wilderness the, was insane. Was, it was incredible. The Absorca Wilderness. Uh, in, what, Wyoming. It's in Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 those east, kind of it's just out. southeast of Yellowstone National Park. The whole the great thing about Yellowstone, it not only is the park so huge, but it's surrounded by huge wilderness areas. So you can walk for days without even seeing people. And what was your kind of most challenging part or the kind of worst stay on trail? Was there one? I mean, Idaho. Yeah, I mean, Idaho is terrible. The river crossings in general are hard. <laughs> Just don't hike in Idaho yeah. if you want to have fun. <laughs> That, that, that's I hate to say it like that. I hate to say it like that, but uh, you know, but uh, the rivers were hard. The rivers yeah. were challenging. As, uh, I you know, and I didn't really have good trekking poles, and we had to use he had to tie a rope around me. He had to pull me across I a couple times. Across river. You know, so it's just uh, the river crossings were the most dangerous thing I we did. Yeah, in the beginning, that that was the most dangerous thing we did. The rivers. Um, and if the you said they were pretty bad, so if they're challenging, it's probably a that section you probably don't want to do alone, right? I mean, well, yeah, those and, kinds of things, the be, river crossings. And, and, well, to be fair, you know, we started yeah. that section two months earlier than people usually do, mm -hmm. only because we wanted to finish that whole timeline. So usually you go later in the season and they shouldn't be as bad. Right. But a lot of it could depend year to year. Apparently, you said that wasn't a bad year. That, well, that wasn't a bad year. This year isn't a bad year. So if you're on the fence about hiking it, get out there. <laughs> And so what about the, I know it's kind of a crazy year this year with, you know, everything uh, kind of upside down with uh, with COVID-19, but is there something that you're looking forward to? Do you have kind of a, a hike planned or any kind of outdoors activity? Yeah, well, we're, we're looking to do the uh, Wind River Range uh -huh. uh, this August. Nice. So we have another buddy, uh, Fibonacci, who we actually met on the ICT. Yep. Um, he's a, he's a graduate student down in Austin. He's going to come meet us up there. Yeah. And I think we're going to do like the, the, uh, the wind river high route. High route. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking to do. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And oh, like, yeah. how long is that? How many miles or how long? Miles. I think it's a hundred miles. Okay. Yeah. So a nice little section. You can do that. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, we're trying to get into the whole sustainability of an outdoor lifestyle. 
Yeah, and, it, yeah. And to be honest with you, a long hike in three to six months a year, it's not, you can't, you can't do anything else if you're doing that. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's great. It's but, awesome. We yeah. love for the people do it, but yeah. Jesus, wow. Yeah. That's so much time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so much time. else they can do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was great to meet you both. And yeah, thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, oh, you thank, thank you so for much for having on. us on. I mean, this was yeah. I, this was a really nice conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I would love to bring you back um, sometime again yeah. and do cool. uh, maybe a, a longer uh, session and, and learn more about, you know, kind of the logistics of the hike and, and help people plan. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah we would great. love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, what's the best way for people to follow you? Um, Instagram, Wild West Trail, and then YouTube, Wild West Trail. Okay. Facebook, Wild West Trail. Website, <laughs> wildwesttrail.co. You Google Wild West Trail, you're going to find us. <laughs> and why did, And I got to ask, how'd you come up with the name? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, it's funny. the acronym I chose, I want, originally I was going to call it the Western Wilderness Loop. Okay. Or Western Wilderness Route. Um, and then Carmen was like, that sucks. No one's going to, that sucks. <laughs> but the wild, wild west. west. Wild yeah, west, come on. You know, yeah, wild got west. the, the gunslingers and cowboys. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's easier to market. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. All right, do you have a shirt? Wild West Trail shirt? Um, we, That's coming next, yeah, right? We have, we have, we have, we sell bowls. We sell bowls. And we have magnets, yeah. We sell magnets. We have products on our website. We have more to come, like, we're All still right. trying to figure it out. I know. All right. Well, that's great. I thank will you, uh, thank you so much. Take, a, take a look at it and I will send people your way. Thank you again, Carmen and Joel, for spending time with me and telling me more about the Wild West Trail. To connect with them and learn more, check the show notes. Also, to drop me a line, you can email me hikepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the hike podcast and now it's time for me to get back on the road and back home so until next time see you on the trail <laughs>